This is a HeadGum Podcast. Looking for a new high-end mascara without breaking the bank? The new L'Oreal Paris Panorama Mascara gives you a high-end lash look in a premium gold luxe packaging. It's all about panoramic volume and fully fanned out lashes. With its tapered brush, the new Panorama Mascara catches every single lash, giving you the false lash look without any of the hassle. Say goodbye to clumps and flakes, because this mascara is specially formulated to resist them all day with up to 24-hour wear. And the best part? It performs better than Luxe mascaras at only a fraction of the cost. You can buy Panorama Mascara on Amazon today. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Tig? Hey, girl, hey. Hey, God, hey. Hey, God, hey. Hey, Jesus, hey. Hey. We cover a lot today. Mm-hmm. Every time. <laughs> Every time. You're going to learn a lot about a lot of things. Yeah. Try to think of what they have to look forward to. Um, Sade. Sade. Oh, and a makeout. Makeouts that you and I had. Not together. Not together. Not together, you guys. Relax. Everyone relax. And then we do get to the bottom of our fighting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people are very mm-hmm. upset about all the fighting that goes on between <laughs> me and you. They're very mad about it. But we're going to get to it. We're going to address it. We are finally going to yeah. address the fights. Yeah. All right. Ladies and germs, welcome to... Jerks. Oh, ladies, ladies and jerks, welcome to Jesus Camp. It all started when Tig and Cheryl met in the mid-2000s. Hey, nice to meet you, Tig. I'm Cheryl Hines. Hi, Cheryl. I'm Tig Notaro. Should we do a podcast about documentaries? Yes. A podcast about documentaries? Is this microphone on? Five furious frogs fiddling faintly. Furious frogs fiddling faintly. Five furious frogs fiddling I am the first ever podcast. And Tig and Cheryl are following in the sound of my footsteps. Let's get started. I'm so ready. Tig and Cheryl. True story. Tig. Cheryl. How's it going? Good. I'm in New Orleans. Yeah, and you're snacking. I had a bite of a snack. I'm not going to keep eating. (laughs) Why can't you eat before we start? Well, I've had a busy day. I had to do wardrobe. I had to do makeup tests. I had to get my hair cut. I had to meet with the director. I'm a movie star. I'm a movie star. (laughs) Oh, no. That's not the right one. (laughs) Braggadocious alert. I think you got that horn confused with your ending horn (laughs) when you cross the finish line, line, which, by the way, (laughs) Stephanie and I were lying in bed. It was completely lights out, about to fall asleep. And I said, oh, my gosh, I have to tell you a story that Cheryl told me (laughs) that I know you're going to love. She was doing her laugh that is her exceptionally (laughs) laughing laugh where she goes quiet for a long time 
you know those kind like, of does it breathe for a second you know, mm-hmm. uh-huh and then that's why i was call, i was texting you when you were out of town saying can you do a audio recording of your horn because of my horn you know yeah and then i was on the plane and i'm sitting next to my daughter and i'm and i'm going like this and she's like mom what are you doing and can you not do that <laughs> um, oh my god such a funny the air story. horn oh boy you boy yeah and if if anybody missed it it was because i came in last nobody like, missed it okay <laughs> we don't we don't lose a nobody. listener <laughs> Even if you don't know what we're talking about. It was our last episode. I'm sure we talk all about it. People are subscribing in droves (laughs) to hear this. Our numbers are going up. People would be astounded if they saw how many people sign on for this every week. (laughs) They would be shocked. They would be. We're shocked. We are shocked. Every time I get the numbers, I'm like, more it's not that they don't know that we don't really talk about the documentary because they know because all of the reviews are like, these two talk about anything except the film. And they must tell their friends, oh, you have to listen to this. I don't know what's <laughs> if you, happening. If you don't want to know anything about documentaries, <laughs> listen to this podcast. But if you want to hear... Pa, 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 or so you oh, kind of fall cool. off a mountain at the end. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's an air horn. Aww. You run so out of ca- air. Yeah, you catch air as you go off the mountain. Okay. Yeah. Um, you ready to get to it? Yeah. Today we are talking about Jesus Camp. Jesus Camp is a 2006 documentary directed by Rachel Grady and Heidi Ewing. It profiles the attendees of an evangel... evangel- How do you say it? I don't. Evangelic- evangelical. <laughs> we watched it. I still can't it. <laughs> An evangelical summer camp where children are indoctrinated in a highly conservative and politicized version of Christianity. Hmm. Jesus Camp premiered at the Tribeca Film Festival and was nominated for Best Documentary Feature at the 2006 Academy Awards, where it lost to An Inconvenient Truth. It was distributed by Magnolia Pictures and is available to watch on Hulu. It's interesting that it lost to an inconvenient truth because that feels like a time period, obviously, where global warming was really starting to get discussed. And I saw Jesus Camp years ago when it came out, and I forgot about that element because it hadn't been hammered into my brain yet about global warming. And it was interesting to hear that topic coming up. And how yeah. a lot of Christians just feel like just plow through natural resources and animals and land and, and then just head off to heaven. <laughs> or hell. I mean, there's a lot of, I mean, listen, there's no, I mean, that's the whole point is like you have to do a lot of stuff to get into heaven. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you are headed straight to hell do you believe in hell i don't Mm -hmm. do you oh yes (laughs) oh yeah you think there's like yeah oh oh, it's hot it's hot hot. ow 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 ow. and then the red devil with the horns and the pitchfork why does he Uh, have a pitchfork well to get (laughs) you like that lady that ran jesus camp man Ooh. 
Okay, so yeah, let's just talk about this for a second. And you know what's unfortunate? Mm. Is the lady that ran Jesus Camp's name is Becky. Mm. And my sister is Dr. Becky Hines. And now we have to talk about Pastor Becky Fisher. Mm. And I don't want people to get confused when I'm saying... So call her Pastor Fisher. Pastor Fisher. Just so we don't have to say Becky. Yeah, because I don't want... We don't want to taint that name. (laughs) Or the name of so many people's dogs that they've named after Dr. Becky Hines. I don't want them to think about Pastor Fisher. They might have even named their baby Dr. Becky Hines, you know? Oh, if mm-hmm. you've named your baby Dr. Becky Hines, please let us know immediately. Send a picture of that little <laughs> preciousness. <laughs> Dr. Becky Hines. Dr. Becky <laughs> Hines. <laughs> oh, wow. I like that you do um, sound effects today. You have a lot of sound effects going. <laughs> that wasn't bad. No, I mean, that was bad. Okay, um, in Kansas City, Missouri in 2005, the culture war was going at full speed. Wait, you're no longer reading the outline um, with your phone blocking the camera so I can't (laughs) see you? My eyesight is not not great. (laughs) I have to hold my phone so far away. Anyway, this woman, Pastor Becky Fisher. Pastor Fisher. Pastor Fisher, she would have a uh, camp for kids called Jesus yeah. Camp. Mm-hmm. You know, it was very, um, hmm, what's the word? Ag- aggressive? It was aggressive. It was dark. It was, was like attacking. Washing. Yeah. I can't imagine being in a room with all of these precious little children and being like, Satan will get you. You know, know. like. Oh, essentially is the vibe well right i mean she was yelling at them about harry potter i know and you like look around the the room and there's just like like three-year-olds and eight-year-olds almost in tears and then like every once in a while a 40-year-old that's like woohoo you're like what is happening i would say it's not the greatest representation of christianity no i'm gonna Uh, spill those beans right off the bat (laughs) well you know it's an extreme it's an they're extremists so Mm. that's it's like anything right we've covered um scientology Mm -hmm. so this woman pastor fisher good she's a real um character (laughs) when she stood up in front of the kids and was like how do you like my nails (laughs) and my hair and my, I was just like, and my eyebrows. My I did eyebrows. my eyebrows, and then all the kids were looking and at the her like, rest of me. <laughs> and and the, it's like, what are we looking at? I don't even know what we're. I don't even know what we're supposed to be looking at. Because by the way, I was looking, and it's not like she was Sophia Vergara. You know, she wasn't like. Uh, oh, is that the? Is that your? <laughs> that's my go-to uh, glamorous lady. Oh, okay. Don't you think? Maybe she was like a. Uh, who would you, who would you liken, Pastor Fisher to be look like? Well, I wouldn't picture Sophia. No, that's what I'm saying. She was mm-hmm. more like um, James Corden. <laughs> <laughs> with a with a, a bad spiky frost mm. job. Yeah. So it was weird that she was like telling them how much uh, she prepared 
physically yeah. play the camp. Yeah. <laughs> I was just, I was very surprised about all of it. There's a lot of surprises. Even though I had seen the documentary before, I was still surprised. Was it what, what you remembered? Yeah, the gist is there. I forgot about how political and conservative and right-wing that this movement is. Yeah, I think it's very strange when religion gets tied to politics. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense to me. And that it speaks to, shouldn't God and religion be love? All accepting. Yeah, and then it's just so... um, No, it's so... Conservative uh, and... And judgmental. Yeah. Well, this particular version. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what we're talking about, right? Oh, is that what we're talking about? (laughs) (laughs) But can I just say, you know what? I don't really understand, and I'm sure you do because of all your ties with voodoo and stuff like that. Um, Mm -hmm. Like speaking in tongue. Tongues? Tongues. Tongue? Uh Is it tongue or tongues? Tongues. I think tongues. Because Pastor... uh, Bibbly Bob Fisher. She <laughs> I say that's her new name. Everyone will know who we're talking about. Pastor Bibbly Bob. Pastor Bibbly Bob. Pastor Bibbly Bob. I'm a wordsmith. What do I I don't know what to tell you. Pastor Bibbly Bob. Um <laughs> she really encourages the kids to speak in tongues. Actually Bibbly Bob works too. Just fine. We don't have to change it. Pastor Bibbly cuz it's biblical. Oh, right. Yeah, Yeah, whatever comes out. Yeah. Let's just let it flow. Yeah. I mean, do you understand that? The speaking in tongues and what what is it exactly? Made up. (laughs) It's like, would it be the same thing as saying, hey, just do some gibberish now? Yeah. It's gibberish, right? Yeah. Is it gibberish? Yes. They're not words, right? No. It's like... Or scatting. Well, I was going to say, not that Curb has anything to do with this documentary, but on Curb Your Enthusiasm, because it's not scripted, it's all improvised. And so when we do a rehearsal before a scene, mm-hmm. we'll just walk through it for the camera crew, but we won't say anything about anything and will only speak gibberish <laughs> so whenever i hear people speaking in tongues it reminds me of just a Being curb your work. enthusiasm rehearsal where it's like and then i'll walk over here and go and then i might sit down and then i'll do a meatball but these kids, I mean, you know, they're they're learning how to speak in tongues mm-hmm. when they're four, when they're three. Mm-hmm. three. And cry. And they cry and they're moved. It is so It's just hard sad. to understand. I mean, this woman is um, Pastor Fisher. And yeah? Pastor Bibbly Bop. Pastor Bibbly Bop. What were you going to say? Just... Thinking about that kid, when she was comparing the two different kind, like dead church versus this oh, church, and how they're yeah. like, you know, dear God, I love you, I will obey you. Yeah, 
but that's not praying. That's, yeah, they got to they got to make some noise. They got to make some noise. <laughs> like, why on earth would God be that judgmental? <laughs> why would he, Why would God pass over those believers in the other church? Well, yeah, because, like he, like God would pass over me. Yes. in my backyard yes being pass- quiet and still yeah. and just hugging my kid no that's and not having okay. a nice day Mm-mm. pass over us go yeah. straight to the loud rambunctious church yes that can really hear it yeah he, he's like well something's going on down there <laughs> well that's this is who i'm gonna love this rambunctious crowd so yeah, so this woman, Pastor Fisher, she invites these kids. Bibbly bop. Bibbly bop. Um, uh-huh. To Kids on Fire is the name of the church camp. Oh, ironically, in Devil's Lake, North Dakota. <laughs> oh, why is it in Devil's Lake? Just this to I stick don't it know. to the devil. Just mm-hmm. to really like, pitchfork, stick it to him. Yeah, give him a taste of his own poking. Oh. Give him a poke, poke with his own. Where it really, with his hot, what is it called? When you heat something up, you know, you heat it, You heat up the iron. It's called something, right? <laughs> you um, heat up the iron and make it really hot. It's a... It's a hot iron. <laughs> it's like, careful, it's hot. <laughs> there's a, there's a, there's a word, it's a, it's a poke. Mm. It's a hot poke. Oh, a hot poke. A hot poker. I worked too hard for hot poker. It wasn't worth it. But anyway, she wants to create... Poker's full of heat! The Christian equivalent of kids who are willing to lay down their lives, Mm -hmm. like the Islamic families that are training their kids to be warriors for Islam. Mm -hmm. That's what she's telling everybody, that she wants these kids to be warriors for God. And even at the camp, she puts... You know, camo face paint on them, and they run around, and they just, you know, are would lay down their lives for Jesus. Yeah, it's all very this particular movie and these particular yes. people. Yeah, it feels very dark, political, yeah. military. Yeah, I really bore myself going into all of this of like. Oh, good. That's what we're here for. Well, yeah. That's why people tune in. Um, <laughs> I can't wait to hear. But I know it's not new ideas by any stretch of the imagination, but it's just like, so God wants you carrying a gun yeah. and blowing people away. And like, if you don't it, agree with them. It, yeah. It just feels so dark. And these kids are so sweet. You know, you see them with her in this camp and sort of the the hateful you know words that are coming out of her mouth and then you see them just be kids you know when they're not with her and they're climbing trees and running around and being cute kids and Mm -hmm. this one kid levi how about levi oh my god he's so cute so cute long rat tail rat tail I oh bet you had God. a rat tail when you were a tween. I would, did you not. Did. Ha- you I did. Didn't, I did not. Were I you never... in Mississippi when you were a tween? Yeah, you had a rat tail. No, I did not. No, I was in Texas without a rat tail. <laughs> I had friends with rat tails. My nephew had a rat tail. <laughs> His twin sister cut it off while he was sleeping. <laughs> Good. 
<laughs> oh, he was so mad because it takes a long time to grow those things out, you know. You know what I did do when I was in sixth grade? What did you Everybody do? had, you know, spiked hair. Yeah. You know, they'd have like, they'd cut their hair short and then it was like kind of a, just a like, spike down the yeah. middle. It's like a faux, a faux hawk. Yeah, but it wasn't quite a faux hawk, but it was just okay. like a, a spike down the okay. middle. And I was very curious about it. And so I just cut maybe like, I just grabbed like a little twirl in the back of my hair yeah. and I cut the back just like, you know, where alfalfa's, like a little alfalfa. Like where, right where it would go, grow like straight where up? Where it goes straight up. And I grabbed my little alfalfa and I cut it to where it was just like, I don't know, maybe half an inch. Just yeah. I was curious. Well, guess who had their hair growing up straight like alfalfa for a long time? I'm just going to guess you. It was me, Cheryl. Was it? You're right. It was me. <laughs> but it just grew straight up because it was, it was at the well, little yeah. cowlick. Because everybody's hair, you know, you have that little swirl at the top of your head. Well, and the hair surrounding the little area I cut was mm, growing was over it. So it. that yeah, and so the hair would grow up and it would push the longer strands. Were you embarrassed at all about this or not really? Oh, core I was just like, oh gosh. And plus my mother was like, Did you cut your hair? Yeah, I did. <laughs> just one little alfalfa area of my bowl haircut. All of my the rest of my hair was one length bowl. Just a Whoa, bowl. Oh, who did that to you? It was the why well, I was a little girl. I didn't go to a barber, of course. I feel like you did. <laughs> I mean, Which, what by hairstyle? the way, I found yeah. out today I could get a barber's license in six months. I don't need to do the year and a half of oh. cosmetology school that you did. Well, you won't learn how to do perms or jerry curls. Not interested. Okay. Not interested. I'm you just, just want to know how to cut hair? I want to cut my hair, my son's hair, my uh, father-in-law's hair and be done with it. Okay. Yeah. I can't wait to see you go to barber school. Look, I'm getting all this plant-based. I got my plant-based certification, nutrition certification oh. during uh, the pandemic. Now I'm studying to get my plant-based coaching certification. And what do you do with that? Well, I'm hoping to coach people and help them shift their uh, health and their diets if, if that interests them. I mean, I'm interested in that. Well, great. Kick down the cash. <laughs> Do I get a discount or is it just like, no? No, full price. And you but know what? you haven't what? even done it yet. It I know, but when one. I become a coach, it's going to be a price. You know you know how oh. people... Oh, you're going to be like a celebrity plant coach. Well, yeah. I'm not just going to be like, hey, for 50 bucks, I'll sit on Zoom with you and talk about carrots. What will you do? What do you mean? For three hundred dollars, you'll sit on Zoom and talk. Oh, about you'd carrots. be lucky for three hundred dollars. Oh. <laughs> what is that that website where you can have celebrities wish you a happy birthday for like oh, yeah. a lot of money? Oh, Cameo. Cameo. This is like Cameo, but for thirty or forty-five minutes for like a month, once a week. This is wow. gonna be some cash. So you get to have FaceTime with me, Whoa. and we'll talk about carrots. <laughs> I cannot wait to see how much you charge for this. Um, circling back to mm -hmm. Jesus Camp, I'm reading something that says evangelical. Oh boy, evangelicals. Evangelicals. That can't be how you say it. Evangelicals. Evangelical. <laughs> evangelicals. <laughs> it is so fun. 
to hear how you will say things. Who wrote it and said that, uh, yeah, we should run for... Our lives? Oh, no, we should ho- No, we should moderate the uh, presidential debates. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Before we talk about this uh, Jesus Camp movie, let's take a break. We're going to come back and really hunker down. Oh, man. Get ready. Oh, man. There we come. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, welcome back. Oh, you know what I think is interesting? Hmm. That, um, what's her name, does... Pastor Bibblybop. Pastor Bibblybop. Before the um, summer camp starts, mm-hmm. her and her staff go around and they're praying. You know, they're praying for over all the chairs and the space. They yell at the projector and yell and at the... And they pray to Jesus for no microphone problems. <laughs> I mean, it just seems weird. It's like... I know. When I was writing my book, which is a best-selling... Uh, New York Times bestseller. I was talking about that in my book about how people like with their kids playing sports and they're just praying that their kid wins and beats the other team. It's such a weird, I can't get on board with it. The like praying that God 
will Help get involved him. in this kid's game. In the T-ball game. In the T-ball game <laughs> and make sure your kid's team wins and the other team doesn't. It reminds me, and I wrote about this too in the book, it reminds me of that song that I love, Do They Know It's Christmas? Do they know it's Christmas? I'm not a great singer. But yeah, that one. Why does it remind you of that? Because there is a line that has always confused me since oh. I was a child. I okay. love that song. Okay. But it says... Um, well, tonight, thank... Oh. You think you can't sing. Here we go. <laughs> well, tonight, thank God it's them instead of you. Oh, yeah. So, so they're starving, and you're yeah. in your bed at home. Yeah. And you're like, thank you, God, thank for making God. them starve and, and not, not me. me. And that is weird. It's so weird. Thank God we made it. Thank you, God. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for starving those other children. I'm really hoping that that was not the intention of I know the... it wasn't the intention. It doesn't feel filled with love because it should be a motivator to better things rather than right. j- just th- thank you, God. We, we, we won we and made we didn't it. starve. Yeah. No, it. you're right. No, it should be God help us find a way to mm-hmm. help each other and raise each other up. Yeah. But yeah, that's not what's happening in Jesus camp either. Do you <laughs> no. Do no. you want to hear some of uh, Rachel yeah. uh Bibli Bob? That's what I'm here for. This is her preaching to the kids. These are mm-hmm. little these are little kids with freckles yeah. and they're just rat they're, tails. They're sitting there and they're and this is what um Bibli Bob has to say. God can do anything. We can just say, God, fix the world. How many of you know that this is a pretty sick old world? This is a sick old world. Well, then let's just fix it. Somebody get your tools out and let's just fix this old world. Kids, you've got to change things. We got too many Christian grown-ups that are fat and lazy. They don't want to give up their evening meal. They don't want to fast for a three-day fast or a 40-day fast or whatever. Just three-year-olds sitting there staring at her. (laughs) Just like, I don't, I'm not sure. Do they know what fasting is? (laughs) Do they understand? They're like, when she's like, fix it. They're just sitting there like, are you talking to us? It's a a messed up world. (laughs) Fix it, God. Just scared, blank-faced three-year-old sitting there. And what is she talking about? What was she saying about fat and lazy? I mean, Mm -hmm. it's just weird. I don't even understand the things. Bringing in somebody's weight, like, like, oh, you're fat and lazy. That's what you're. The message you're giving three-year-old children. They don't even know what she's talking about. I like that there was there was one shot in this film that made me laugh so hard because. There was some of this going on with the, you know, with all anger. the <laughs> with all anger. And then they were at somebody's house and they cut to like the hound dog that's just sitting there like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> like this dog is just God, at get the... me out of here. <laughs> it's just like, what is, <laughs> how did I end up here? Why are these the people that chose me? It reminded me of, uh, Oh, what was the, the housewife and the hustler mm-hmm. and the dogs that wake up and they're like, why am I living in a purse? <laughs> why 
is this? Why what am is I? Why life? is my chair a bag of cocaine in a purse? <laughs> why is my bed, my dog bed, a bag of cocaine? Hound dog is just like what? How many more days do I have to listen to this? When uh, will somebody leave the gate open? For just that's enough. I'm out of here. <laughs> Um, so the, there was a very sweet girl, Rachel, right? Mm -hmm. She's very sweet. And when you look at her, it's funny because at the beginning of the film, I was watching her and I thought, oh, she's just thinking, whoa, get me out of here. And then you hear her talk. Yeah. And she is. She's in it. Whoa. (laughs) She, she she's is, been talking to some people about some people have been talking to her about this. I mean, she is nine years mm-hmm. old and she goes bowling. She seems thirty. She seems thirty and mm. she's you know, she's just praying but praying for a strike, like before she bowl every time before she bowls, it's like Jesus, please Jesus, Jesus get me a strike Jesus, and not my me. friends. Please Jesus <laughs> And then there's a, you want to hear her talking about her dream? Like what she, what yeah. her biggest dream is? Yes, please. Here's little Rachel with pigtails and freckles. When I grow up, I just, I always thought it would be kind of fun to be one of those like people who paint nails and stuff. Because you would get a chance to tell them about the Lord. I mean, just relaxing Christian music in the background, you know, doing it. You know what I mean? Mm. It would just be really relaxing and they would just be able to kind of, they wouldn't have many walls at that second, you know, and they would just be able to accept, you know. I mean. She's got a point. It's not a bad idea. You have a captive audience and it's like, look, do you want your nails done or not, lady? Speaking of having nails done and being a captive audience, <laughs> yeah, that's how a girl hit on me once. Oh, and I recreated the scene in One Mississippi. I used to work at a coffee shop and I was sweeping up at the end of the night and okay. I saw her sitting on the couch drawing a picture and I said, is that you sitting on Mary Tyler Moore's lap? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> wait, you are... wait, wait, wait a second. Wait a second. <laughs> uh-huh. That was the picture she was drawing yes. of you doing a bit. No, she okay. was drawing, drawing a picture, picture of herself, herself sitting, sitting on, on Mary, Mary Tyler, Tyler Moore's, Moore's lap. lap. Okay. I was Normal. like, this person is perfectly weird enough for me. I need to talk to her immediately. Well, yeah, I was just fascinated. I was like, yeah, what are course. you doing drawing yourself? And she said, <laughs> I have a whole series of paintings at my apartment. And I was like, oh, my head exploded. I was like, and she just seemed interesting, you know? Yeah. And she said, do you want to come over and see them? And oh, I boy. was like, okay. Yeah, and oh so my God. I finish up and I go over to her place. This is very out of character for me. Um, but okay. side note, still a friend of mine today. Oh, okay, okay. But I went over to her place. Sure enough, I walk in. It's a studio apartment. Around her apartment is taped up sketches and paintings of her in different uh, Mary Tyler Moore. Slaps? No, all Mary oh. Tyler Moore. And different Mary Tyler Moore um, suits. It was the most <laughs> hilarious thing. And for one Mississippi, we couldn't get the okay from Mary Tyler Moore and her people, so we used B. Arthur. 
and we and we used B. Arthur also because the girl that I ended up kissing was obsessed with B. Arthur. After I got to be friends with her, she's also obsessed with B. Arthur. Oh, so it's wow. like, oh, let's do B. Arthur. So anyway, I'm sitting on, she didn't have a chair. I sat on her single she, wait, bed. She didn't have a chair in her apartment? No, it was just It was a, just her bed and It was a single bed. Painting, drawings. Yeah, paintings. Sketches. Drawings and paintings. And paintings. Just taped up on her taped wall, up. going around oh, the apartment. No, not framed. Nope. And then she had no chair, so I sat on her bed. And when I sat on her bed, she Uh-oh. said, Now I got um, you. She said, Can I paint your nails? <laughs> and I was like, What is happening? Sure. This so I'm sitting on the edge of her bed with uh, my hands on my knees. And she comes up and she starts painting my nails facing me, you know? Yeah. And then. After she paints my nails, she goes in for the kiss, and I couldn't like do anything because my my fingers were they were drying. My nails were drying. Oh my god, she had it down to a science. Yeah, and so we kissed, and I had my hands up in the air drying my nails. Yeah, you didn't want to ruin your your nails. Yeah, she really thought that out. She's creative. I think she also even put out a ska album of all instrumental um, Charday songs. She's very I mean, interesting. It's really Shaw Day. It's Shaw Day. You think it's Shaw Day? It's Shaw Day. Shaw Day. It's S A D E. You're like putting an R in there out of nowhere. I used to call her Shaw Day, and then people were like, it's actually Shaw Day. Who said that? The girl that painted your nails? No, but different people over time. <laughs> I don't believe you. You mean people would just come up to you and go, hey, don't ever call her Shaw Day. It's Shaw Day. I'm happy to be told I'm wrong. Thomas, can you tell us how it's Thomas, pronounced? Thomas, can you find out? Because I feel strongly, and I don't want you to keep saying Sade. I felt, I felt strongly that it was Sade, and then people were like, it's Sade. Sade. Yeah. Um, one time when I was in college, this guy said, he was talking about tropical fish, and then he said, do you want to see my fish in my fish tank? And I said, sure. And I went to his place, and he didn't have a fish tank. We'll be right back. <laughs> Wait, why would you go? To I mean, see how, yeah, to see a fish tank. <laughs> <laughs> why would you go get your nails painted? Well, I didn't know I was going to get my nails painted. I thought I was going to see pictures of Mary Tyler Moore. Well, I thought I was going to see picture, see real fish. Well, okay. <laughs> I mean, but a guy. I mean, that... we both kind of knew what we were getting into. Yeah, let's be honest. Yeah. How to say Sade? You, l- you ready to hear this? Okay. Sade. 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 You're right. Tig, I'm, so- I'm happy I could help you today. I am too. I'm usually the one with the right information with music. <laughs> I don't want you to humiliate yourself anymore. I'm thrilled. I always thought it was Sade, and I got corrected numerous times in my life. In Mississippi? No. Maybe that's how they say it in Mississippi. I don't think they say it out there, I'll be <laughs> honest. You don't think everybody's talking about Sade in Mississippi? I don't know. You know what that reminds me of? When I was in um, college. Is this about the goldfish? It's about Sade. Okay. I had to take... Um, I love her, by the way. I love Sade. Love I had to take um, college algebra four times to pass it because I, I can't 
because I can't. Um, I just have a problem with num- numbers. I only did pre-algebra and I never passed it. No, so go it's, ahead. It's impossible. But then <laughs> I thought that they were just going to take your last grade and for whatever reason they decided to put all of my get the S average and D's. Yeah. And so which meant that I wasn't going to be able to um, make friends to major. Oh. <laughs> I wasn't going to be able to make friends. I wasn't going to be able to major in communications. And I thought, I, I was really, I mean, at this point, this was probably the worst thing that had happened to me. And I remember sitting in the bathtub, smoking cigarettes, which I don't smoke. That's when I had a um, Sade's album. And I just kept listening to her album, Smoking Cigarettes and what Crying. What song? Won't pretend. I intend to stop living. And I'm just like crying and smoking and just I like wonder what I was doing. What year was this? Mm, this was probably, I mean, because I went to beauty school and then I went to college. So it was probably like 85. Okay. What do you think was, you were doing? I was smoking on a bridge. <gasps> we're both smoking. Yeah. I get back to um, Billy Bop. So, you know, the whole thing about this film is they were really brainwashing these kids right and the little guy levi who was just so adorable and he he wanted to be a preacher and he was excited about that and then he met um this one guy came what was his name scary pants (laughs) scary scary pants came who was passing around ted oh ted haggard i thought you meant the other guy that came that passed around little plastic abortion babies no i can't even oh god that guy (laughs) i can't even tig if this man was working on your lawn or your house or and you spent half a second talking to him you'd be like honey we have got to move we (laughs) don't tell this guy where we're going yeah oh my gosh (laughs) did you hear how he was talking to our children in the backyard like it's so oh my gosh he was so disturbing a lot of things about this was disturbing Mm. and i guess that's why that's why it was nominated right because it was and at this when it came out I mean, it was very politically charged, right? Mm-hmm. George yeah. W. Bush was in office, and even at the uh, Jesus camp, they prayed to a cutout of George W. Bush, <laughs> which oh was also gosh. kind of weird. And all of the course, kids are... what do you mean, kind of weird? <laughs> to see three-year-olds praying to a cardboard cutout of a president? Yeah, it was. It was a lot. It was a lot. And then, let's see, do we need to hear from Levi? Would you like to hear little Levi rehearsing his sermon? Sure. Okay. By the way, yeah, Stephanie is incredible at off-the-cuff sermons. Really? It is such a funny talent that she has because she went to Christian high school, not because oh, wow. she's religious, but because it was a good school. Yeah. And it was like a private school in the area. Stephanie yeah. said her parents didn't know it was Christian. This, so they sent her to this. <laughs> and her parents are not Christian. But uh, they sent her but to this school. they knew it was school. a good school. Yeah. Yeah. And then it was full-blown so Christian. Just go, she can go off. Oh, my gosh. She can, <laughs> if you ask her to do a prayer at a, a meal, 
<laughs> she <laughs> she can do it. If you ask her that. to pray over something, I would. Oh hear my god, it. it is one of my favorite things. I want to hear that. Okay. Um, all right, let's hear Little Levi. I feel, I mean, I really feel, I really feel that we're a key generation. I really do. I really feel that, that this generation is a key generation to Jesus coming back. And by the way, Little Levi is wearing a... <laughs> he's wearing... What looks like a Reese's <laughs> peanut butter cup shirt. T-shirt. But it's not... It is not. No, it doesn't say Reese's. Uh Uh-uh. It says Jesus. Jesus. (laughs) It looks like it's orange, and it looks like a Reese's peanut butter cup shirt, but it's not. It's Jesus. I wish it said Jesus peanut butter cup. (laughs) But but anyway. um, But, yeah, so that's, I mean, that's basically the film. Did we leave anything out? (laughs) Nope, we covered it's, it. All. Well, the interesting thing about Ted Haggard is yeah. that he was preaching so vehemently against homosexuality and meanwhile was having sex with a, a male prostitute and doing meth. Oh my gosh, I am just seeing this for the first time. That is insane. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Well, I think there's a lot of those issues in um, in this conservative. Yeah, where it's like porn addictions and homosexuality, like right. the that conflict in inside and inside. Um, so they yeah. so they tell everybody, whatever you do, don't be a homosexual. Don't watch I'm porn. I'm gonna do it on the weekends. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> that's my that's my that's my, my bubble in the throat um but yeah that like so much of not that everyone's doing. doing it but no but there are but there are there are there are homosexuals that, and porn addicts that, and, that are and doing cheaters it. that are that doing tell it tell everybody else don't do say, it don't do it <laughs> y'all don't do it i gotta do it i gotta handle it. it y'all stay home Y'all don't do it, but I gotta do it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, it's an. Yeah. We've heard this story before, right? Mm-hmm. Like the guy tapping his foot in the stall. Remember that yeah. politician? Anyway, yeah. in Idaho. Was it in Idaho? Do you remember this? Or was it Minneapolis? It was in Minneapolis. I couldn't tell you. I mean, it was in Minneapolis. Minneapolis. Yeah. I know. I've probably told this on this show, and of course, it doesn't matter. But I it have to do with a glory hole. No, it has okay, to do ahead. with germ issues. Um, <laughs> I was, I'm really? sure I've told you this, but I was. It doesn't in a, matter. Right. We've all, it's a, we've all heard it. Go ahead. I was in the bathroom okay. at the airport. Yeah. The woman in the stall next to me, yeah. before she sat down, plopped down on the pot, yeah. put her pillow on the floor <laughs> of the bathroom. <laughs> Her pillow. <laughs> I was I was staring at that with such horror. <laughs> and then she's gonna get on a flight and snuggle into <laughs> into that pillow. <laughs> like, that oh, pillow. thank God I have oh, this thing. Got to rest and just <laughs> cheek on filth pillow. <laughs> 
Whoa, that's bad. So bad. That's weird. And by the way, she's probably perfectly fine. I know, but it is grody to the max for sure. Oh my God, for sure, for sure. Um, (laughs) (laughs) All right, are you ready for our final thoughts? Oh yes, indeed. Okay. It's time for Happily Ever After Thoughts, where we give our final thoughts for this week's documentary. Did you cry? Yes. <laughs> oh, you didn't. <laughs> Tears of joy. Did you cry? That, that was, that was not my upbringing. <laughs> I was just like, I kept thinking about Max and Finn in that room with somebody yelling at them about Jesus and abortion. For- an and, hour or two hours yeah. or eight hours or however long I did think about that because I thought about wow you know when you're a kid you're just born into whatever family you're born into or adopted into and it's like you don't have any you don't have any control over it so whatever your parents tell you to do you have to do until you realize one day oh they're nutballs I don't have to do that anymore yeah the only control you have is to rebel against that right and so that comes later when you're old enough to like you know rebel. stand up for yourself rebel mm-hmm. but when you're eight you're just like okay i guess i'm listening to cuckoo pants for another three hours yell at me about this dead baby <laughs> about the- 50 million dead babies that oh, was God. what he was yelling at these children about do you know 50 million of your friends didn't live yeah that was that was <laughs> It's that was so crazy. A lot. Um, who were you attracted to? <laughs> oh my gosh. Doing this? Oh my <laughs> gosh. You know what? Huh. Probably purely physical, Ted Haggard. Ugh. I know. I mean you're listen, your back's up against the wall because there's really it's slim pickings. It it's is either, no pickings. <laughs> it's either Ted Haggard or Cuckoo Pants. Although I will say oh, Sounds like Cheryl found love. There is a few clips of a guy named Mike Papantonio, who is an attorney in Florida, who I actually mm-hmm. happen to know. Um, and he does a radio show and so he does this radio show it's part of this documentary we didn't talk about but um, he did a radio show at the time called Ring of Fire and he was the one that really put a sort of a magnifying glass on mm-hmm. on this lady on Pastor uh, Poopy Pant Fisher um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, but Mike Papantonio that's good you know what I feel like what? we were bragging a lot about our numbers going up <laughs> I bet we just lost all of our conservative Christian no. right-wing military listeners. Goodbye! <laughs> no, I mean, listen, It's this is just, this is an extreme case. Don't you think those are our listeners? It's like half our audience. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know, but I, listen, I'm sure plenty of our audience is Christian you know what I mean? It's like everybody can everybody can believe whatever they want. Everybody can feel no, whatever they, they want. <laughs> whatever it is that you believe in, that's great, and do mm. whatever whatever feels right. But when but you're doing something like three-year-olds about you don't abortion, yell, no, no. Well, I don't think our listeners. I mean, do you think what's her name, Pastor 
Biggly Bops. <laughs> Bibbly Bops is listening. Hey, Pastor uh, Bibbly Bob. Hey. hey. <laughs> um, I think after this documentary came out, things went sour for her. You do? Yeah. I mean, I read that. I actually looked it up online because I was, I was curious. When this came out, and I think that she was excited for it to come out so people could really see her vision more. Mm-hmm. And shockingly, people weren't thrilled with it. Well, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's 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 Jesus camp. <laughs> <laughs> that's that. I mean, that's Jesus camp. Y'all, that's Jesus camp, y'all. Would you like to hear I, some? Yeah. I was just going to say, I felt like it's the style of documentary I like in the way it's produced. Like, it doesn't feel like that manufactured, overproduced documentary like that you see now sort yeah. of just t- telling the story well it's not old school like science class school. well right mm. but a documentary from old school is like you know <laughs> bugs are creatures that live in the ground <laughs> oh like with a narration yeah yeah hi everybody um, right but then like michael moore kind of popularized documentaries and more of a, like and a, a fast pace and more yeah. cuts and more yeah energy. so like between michael moore to to this time period which i would assume is like the mid 2000 to what when did this come out 2006 yeah it was a sweet spot you know i think towards the end of the 2000 like i would guess 2010 or a little after i feel like it started to get a little manufactured feeling with documentaries real clean and yeah. overproduced and and you can feel all the beats coming no, and i like that <laughs> you do i like a i like an energy to it and i like some music and i like oh the artsy shot of you know what's his name walking through the snow you know it's like i like those i mean i appreciate them all i'm just saying okay. i really like this you really you were drawn to it you like the I style. like the grittiness. I like okay. the I like the feeling of people on the ground and people on the ground. It. Yeah, like on the ground, on you know, capturing the footage <laughs> of the of the Jesus camp. Yeah. Um, would you like to hear some fan mail? Always. Okay. This week. Oh, concerned fans write in about Mommy Dead and Dearest episode. Uh-oh. They were concerned. You ready? Paul uh-huh. D. writes in an email. Good morning, ladies. Just listening to Mommy Dead and Dearest. Cheryl talked twice about the mother's death before Tig spilled the beans. Oh. Thank you, Paul D. It really makes me nervous when you guys fight. I feel like I'm a child <laughs> with my parents. <laughs> I love you both. Please don't break up. Love your devoted fan. Oh, Paul D. Paul D. Paul D. You are sadly one of those people oh. that that he he, he buys cares. in. He, he cares and he buys in to our our little spat fights. Oh, Paul yeah. D. Don't worry. We're in love as ever. Cheryl, have we ever had a fight? No, I can't even imagine. No. By the way, if you tried to have a real fight with me, I would not You'd take laugh you seriously. Yeah, that's the yeah. problem. And if you were mad at me, I would yeah. be like, wait, are you serious? <laughs> wait, you're mad at me? You can't be. 
Are you seriously mad at me? Yeah, you guys will know. It will be the end. It will no. be the end. <laughs> oh, no. I just don't, I, I don't see a world where mm -mm. you and I would find We're anything. Fight, fight no. over, fight over. Fight! I mean, I will disagree a lot. Let's do another, another email. You want to hear it? Are you mad at me, Cheryl? <laughs> I, yes, because you're the jumping ahead. Bobby R. And Bobby with an I. That's adorable. Yeah, Writes, well. I love the podcast so much and laugh so hard, but I have also uh -oh. been concerned about your friendship surviving. <laughs> Oh my God. Bobby with an eye. This week, the bickering came to a new level, and I believe it is real. Hang on. We love you. And Wait don't a minute. Why Bobby you to break up? Wait, what did Bobby think was real when you yelled at me for spilling the beans or that we had a text exchange? I don't know. Because we talked about that too, which just it's to again, put everyone at ease. Yeah, let me. Let it me. was a joke. It we was, were doing was, a joke text we were exchange. We were pretending to be bit. mad at each other. We were doing a bit, a breakup and reuniting. But and, I kind of like that people are oh, really... They're concerned. They're concerned. We haven't even come slightly close to a fight. I know. Can you imagine? Our, our poor listeners would be like, oh my God. They're fighting. Wait, this, this is what else? This week, the bickering came to a new level, and I believe it is real. Hang on. We love you and don't want you to friend break up. <laughs> no one cares about the beans whatsoever. Just spill them whenever. Cheryl, still be as authentically annoyed as you will be, but please, no breakups. <laughs> Oh what my god! What if one day I get so annoyed about you spilling the beans that I just that log we off. don't talk anymore? <laughs> Our friendship is over because I told people that the woman died, even though it's in the title of the movie that she died, and you mentioned it twice before I did. <laughs> but, but we didn't know how she died. We didn't know if it was what's don't her name. Don't start this fight. Okay, again. let's know. We don't want our We're listeners. We're upset everyone. I know, you guys. It's okay. Uh, mommy and mommy are not fighting. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I don't need you to, you know, start in so early with the beans. But our friendship can get. But our friendship over is that. not on the line. <laughs> if, if we started out with the. <laughs> We could survive it. We could definitely pull through if I we're not that fragile. The beans that are in yeah. fact in the title <laughs> of the movie. Our friendship can survive it. If our friendship can't survive it, we had uh, nothing. Then we there, there was never we anything. Had, we didn't deserve to. Yeah. No. Uh, but thanks, guys, for writing in. We really appreciate it. And you did the right thing. If you have questions or if you have thoughts or feelings. You're worried about my two moms splitting up. <laughs> Please just write to us and tell us. We'll respond. Look, everything's okay, guys. Don't worry. Um, do you have anything to promote? Uh, why I do. We end on My that? HBO oh, animated special. Oh yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Okay, Cheryl. Is it great? Okay, no, I to, but tell us Quit about it. Quit trying to dig the knife Act in like deeper. <laughs> Tignotaro drawn. It's on HBO. 
It's mm-hmm. on the uh, network as well as streaming on HBO Max. Yeah. And there's been very positive feedback and reviews and things like that. But I also have a show called One Mississippi on Amazon. I have uh, TIG, the documentary. We have okay. they, uh, they already know about HBO. all of this. Okay, great. Boyish Girl Interrupted is also on HBO. Check that out. Everybody, thank you so much for tuning in today. Tuning in. Happy to be here. Hi. On Netflix. Once again. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like the crazy Do you have anything man. to promote? They know. Curb your enthusiasm? There's that. And there's news that I can't tell you yet, but it's exciting. Are you pregnant? Yes. <laughs> um, it's not that, mm-hmm. but I. But it's something fun and exciting, and I will tell you as soon as the ink dries. Okay. I've been tapped for something. <laughs> Braggadocious alert. So we'll we'll fill you in. Okay. Should we do it again? Yeah, let's do it again. Tig and Cheryl True Story is hosted by me, Cheryl Hines, and Tig Notaro. It's produced by Gabby Kovacic and Thomas Willette. Audio engineered and edited by Thomas Willette with music by David Susson. Special thanks to Patrick McDonald and Stephanie Allen. Follow us on social media for updates and review and rate True Story on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it. You can email us at Tig and Cheryl True Story at gmail.com. That was a HeadGum Podcast.